Ah, good morning, good morning. Hope all is well with you and yours, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord, for God is good, and he's been amazing. He's been wonderful. He's been awesome. And I don't know about you, even when we're going through things in our body, whether it be sickness or turmoil and trouble, but God is still there, amen. And I'm just grateful that I have someone to lean on. I ain't gonna say every day is a great day. I'm not gonna say every day is perfect, but any day that I'm on this side of glory, amen, I am glad, amen, that I have the opportunity to reach the tree of life and to go before him with praises and singing and, and just giving his name all the honor and all the praise for God. is just so good to us. He's better to us than we've been to ourselves. Even when things don't go exactly the way that we would like them to go and, and, and happen the way that we would like them to happen, I'm just grateful this morning. I hope that you are grateful this morning and know that his blessings flow through us. And I am one for I am just grateful, grateful, grateful for God has just been so good to us. Amen. And then no further ado, we're going to turn it over this part of the service over to our praise and worship leader, Dominique, as she takes us into praise and worship on this morning. God bless you. <clears throat> Good morning, Good morning Safe House. House. Such a blessing to be back with you all. We know that God is an amazing God. <clears throat> Oh, 
poverty. We have the victory over anything that the devil tries to throw at us. Hallelujah.
right there and tell him that he's worthy. Oh, you're worthy to be praised. Oh, yeah. Have you any rivers that seem to be uncrossable? And have you any mountains that you just can't tunnel through? God specializes in things that seem impossible and he can do with no other power Holy Ghost power can do have you any sickness that seem be incurable and Said that they've done all they can do. God specializes, oh Lord, in things that seem impossible. And He will do what no other power. the power God can do 
with no other power Holy Ghost power oh, can do hallelujah because God specializes in things that seem impossible and God can do with no other power he can do with no other power he can do with no other power can do Yeah. 
hallelujah we serve a God who is excellent there is none like him and on this first Sunday I just want to take a moment just to worship and praise our God just for being excellent for being amazing for being awesome for being wonderful
God bless you this morning. Safe house. How many of you know you never would have made it? You never would have made it without him. If it was not for him and his glory and his praises and honor and glory that we give to him, that we made it. We've made it. We've made it. And we continue to make it on each and every day. And I honor him on this morning. We honor him on today to know that he is God and that without him, we are nothing. That we will be what? A ship without a sail. Amen. And I'm just so grateful to him for whom all blessings flow. For God is good and he's worthy, worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank him this morning. Hallelujah, for he's just been so good to us. He's been better to us than we've been to ourselves. And we're grateful, 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 grateful for him. We're grateful. How many of you know that you wouldn't have made it if it was not for him? You would not have made it. You would not even be here on today. But he, you know, the Bible says that he knew you in your mother's womb, that he already knew what he was going to do for you. He already knew what plans he had towards you. He already knew how he was going to bring you through and take you through and set ways for you. Amen. And I am one. I am just grateful to him. I am grateful, 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 grateful. How many are just grateful this morning? Hallelujah. That we just have a sense of gratitude this morning as Sister Dominique played so beautifully this morning and allowed God to use her. Amen. For God is excellent in all his ways. He's excellent in everything that he does. He's excellent, excellent, excellent. And I am grateful to be part of of his excellence, amen, that he made you excellent, he made you beautifully and wonderfully made, amen, that he made you, and we're just grateful this morning, grateful, grateful, grateful for God is good, and he's worthy to be praised, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah, how many of you just have a spirit of gratitude this morning, that it could have been another way, but he didn't allow it, it could have been something else, but he didn't allow it, amen. I know some of us may be a little sick in our bodies and we're struggling with things nonetheless, but God is good and that you're still here and you still have the opportunity and you're still on this side of glory, amen. And I want to speak to those things on this morning, amen, that I believe God has given us a message today from my heart, amen, that God has laid on me to share with you on this day. And we're just grateful, grateful, grateful to him for whom all blessings flow. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Um, if this is your first time here at the Safe House Church, we want to say welcome and welcome to the Safe House Church of Greensboro, North Carolina. My name is Dr. Peter Ely, and I have the privilege and honor to serve as pastor over this congregation. Amen. As I serve God's people. Amen. This is a servant position in, in that I serve God's people. I do what he tells me to do. I go where he tells me to go. I say what he tells me to say, amen. And I try my best to be obedient and follow his instructions to the T, amen. That means that we always dot every I and we cross every T, that we always get it done and we always get it done exactly right, amen. But, you know, we are walking forth, as the Bible said, that the gifts of the church are there for the perfecting of the saints, amen. And we walk in as God continues to perfect us and he takes things off and he chips things off us and makes us more and more like him each and every day. This is what the Bible said. At some point that we look at that mirror, that we're looking at that mirror right now, and we partially see, but one day we'll be able to see holy in that what we should be a direct reflection of Christ and who he is to us. Amen. For God is good. And I just want to give honor to 
um, all everybody who here at the Safe House Church, all those there, there live in the Zoom, there who watching, whether you listen on the podcast or whether you're watching live on Facebook or Instagram or Twitch or whatever the case may be, we're just grateful to you because you could have chosen to be somewhere else, but you chose to be here with us. And for that, we are grateful that I believe there is a word from the Lord to share with you on today. If this is your first time here being here at the Safe House Church, we here at the Safe House Church, we are called to three pillars of ministry we believe God has called us to. We call it DEA, Discipleship, Empowerment, and Accountability. Discipleship, we're going to walk with you. We're going to talk with you. We're going to teach you God's word, and we're going to go with you as he goes forward. Amen. But then we move on from discipleship to empowerment. And as we um, remove to empowerment, amen, that he's empowered us to use the gifts and the anointings and the things that he's put there before us. And then after empowerment, we move on to accountability, that we must be accountable for all the things we do and all the actions that we have, amen. And in this nutshell that we work, that we believe God has called us to those things here. So if you believe that God is pushing on you and is drawing on you to come into those areas, we ask you that you join us here, that here, um, here at the Safe House Church, amen. We always, God, the ministry is always open, amen. And the doors of the church is always open for the doors were opened over 2000 years ago, amen. And no man can shut them. And I'm grateful for that. I, am, I want to give um, honor to all our members, those who have come on Wednesday night Bible studies as we've just been getting into Genesis. Amen. Genesis, I told you all that Genesis is like that, that the book of Genesis, there's so much rich stuff there. There's so much to learn. Amen. If you understand the book of Genesis, I say this and I say this again. If you understand the book of Genesis, there's so much that you will understand about the Bible and how things are set up and how it goes. So Genesis being the the start of the thing, you know, the, um, and the, oh, Moses has been given credit for writing that book. So it's the start. And if you understand the start, then, of course, you understand how other things and how other pieces flow. So it's very important that you get the genesis of a thing, the start of a thing. Amen. I want to give honor to our first lady, um, Sister Felicia Ely. Amen. God blessed us. She had to go to a conference on yesterday, a first lady conference. And she said she was blessed. And I'm just always blessed. When she has the opportunity to go and do things and get better, amen, for the kingdom. There's work here to be done in the kingdom. And this work here is not easy work. It's hard work. And what I mean is hard work, meaning that from the heart, amen, that we do these things, that we do these things to serve our king and to serve our Lord, to know that this is what he's called us to do. And we do this out of a calling, amen. And, and you know, the Bible said that many are called, but a few uh, chosen, amen, and we do this out of a call towards him and to do this work. I'm not going to belabor the point this morning, but I do believe there is a word from the Lord on today that he's given me to share with you, and I'm going to do my very best to share that with you. Amen. I may not jump off the rooftop, amen. I've been struggling with a little headache here the last couple of days, um, nonetheless, but God is good. I don't know if it's a change in the weather or whatever the case may be, but nonetheless, I'm going to give this word that I believe God has given us to share with you today as we are in the year of Rehoboth. Amen. And we're still counting down to those 52 days. I haven't forgot 52 days that there's going to be something miraculous to happen for you. Amen. I believe we said it was March the 29th. Amen. And March the 29th. And I already see some things formatting. I already see some things changing in the atmosphere. I already see some things moving 
for some of us, amen, and I'm just so grateful, and I'm looking forward to what God is going to do for that seed of 52 that was sown, amen, and then go, you know, like I say, went right into the ministry, amen, whatever it is that God wants to do. I also want to thank our ministry to being able to help others, amen, who are, or who find themselves in need that, you know, the church is not a charity or, or it is, you know, it's not a charity, so to speak, that we just give out money, but whom God is blessed us to be able to help and support. Amen. We do believe in in-reach before outreach. Amen. We do take care of our own, but also that sometimes there's others, amen, that God has allowed us to plant seeds. You don't know what seed is going to come up and how it's going to come up and what it's going to do. Amen. And we're just grateful to be in position to be able to be a blessing to God's people all over the place. Amen. God's people all over the world that he just didn't have sheep or just up this fold, but others in other places. Amen. Uh, and I'm grateful to God for that. So good to hear from so many of you all on last week, amen, that that word that God sent on last week that touched some of you in a miraculous way. I ask that you get the opportunity to go out to the podcast that's on the podcast today. You can go to our church website. You can click there and get the podcast, and it's absolutely 100% free, as always. So you can get the podcast there, and you can listen to it again and dissect it again, what God spoke with us on last week. But I believe today's message is just as equally powerful um, what God has given me to share with you on today as I'm going to share with you a little bit um, about our heart. Amen. So remember the podcast are there. Also, you can always go to our YouTube page and go there and get um, uh, any messages there. All this, of course, is free of charge. Also, as also ask that if you have the opportunity, um, please um, share this message with anybody. If you're on social media or whatever the case may be, just hit the share button and let somebody else know that the Safe House Church is on and that we are live and coming forth. Thankful to all of those who are praying. Amen. Our prayer circle is growing every month. Amen. And, you know, I don't know about you, but since we've been praying every single day, Monday through Friday, that God has just done something in that prayer. He, he continues to open up things. I thank God for the healing of Brother Bryson, amen, that he's on the men, amen, and Sister Taylor and her husband, and, and they are on the men, amen, and we're just grateful. We don't know what it was, but nonetheless, God knew what it was, and he took care of it, and we're just grateful that he's all well, and everybody's doing well, and mom's doing well, amen. And, you know, sometimes the Bible says it rains on the just as well as the unjust. You don't have to be doing anything, amen. You can just be doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And sometimes things come to try us and to test our faith, amen, and to see what we made of. Remember, I told you on last week that a test is what? A test comes to see what's in there, amen. You know, when you test for, when we was testing for COVID, we was testing to see what, if the antigens for COVID were actually in your body, amen. So we didn't test you to see if you can get a thing, but we test you to see if something was present, amen. And when God tests you, what is he's doing is he's already bringing out those things that are already in you, amen, to let you know and let others know that these things are, are, are there, amen. One of the things that we find that we must be supremely confident in our God, all having confidence in our God really means is that I'm faith, I have faith. But the Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith, amen. And faith is so important. It's critical. It's the foundation of what we do. The Bible said, faith is what? The substance of things hoped for, yet the evidence of things unseen. Amen. And, and you know, when we talk about that evidence, evidence is what? Evidence is what the, is the thing that points to a thing being there. You know, when we talked about trial on last week, that a trial is what? A trial is simply 
what a pre presentation of the evidence to be able to make a decision. A trial is simply the presentation of the evidence to make a decision. Amen. So we talked about trials and tests on last week. Amen. That, you know, some of us are in trials and some of us are in tests and you always in one of the other. So today I want to speak to you a little bit deeper on that. I'm going to go to the other side of that because I know we serve in a ministry of people who have an amazing heart. Amen. That we have a church of people who just. You know, they say a lot, you know, that a lot of people who are in the church are a lot like the pastor. And I don't know if that's the true or not. But I know we have a people, you know, most of our, our members are teachers. And, you know, to be a school teacher, you have to be an amazing person. Any and everybody just can't be a school teacher. You know, you're dealing with other people's children. And then oftentimes you spend more time with their children than you do with your own. You spend more time with their children than you do with their own. I see the prayer requests that come in in the morning, amen, the others, and, and I, they're asking us to pray for other people's children. They're asking us to pray for other people's family when other people sometimes are not even praying for themselves. We're worried about other people's conditions and their situation, their circumstances, and that speaks to the heart that God has. It speaks to the heart of the people that God has at the Safe House Church. It's a reason we are named the Safe House Church. Mm -hmm. The safe house, meaning that it's a place of safety. And I believe that the people of God that God has given us here are people who are safe that, you know what, they're willing to put others before themselves. But sometimes we're going to talk about that because God is calling us to uh, another era, another level in this, amen, that we understand and we know. And because of this, sometimes people like us find ourselves in a place that we get trampled on. Sometimes we get taken advantage of. Sometimes we find that our heart is broken and it seems like our heart is broken time and time and time again. And we're wondering, oh God, Lord, what did I do? Lord, what happened? Lord, all I did was I cared for this person more than they cared for themselves. Lord, I, I put myself out there. Maybe I extended too much, Lord. Maybe I wanted them to win way more than they, oh, come on, somebody, I'm already preaching. Maybe I wanted them to win way more then they wanted to win. Are y'all with me? And sometimes, you know, I know it's true of the St. Paul's Church because that's just the kind of church we are. Sometimes we find ourselves that we may have overstended and we've given and we've given and we've done and we've done and then we find and we walk back and we're feeling rejected and we're feeling like we're feeling hurt and say, Lord, all I did was try to help this person. Lord, all I did was extend myself. Lord, all I did is what I thought what Jesus would do. And as I did that, here I am in a place of rejection and a place of hurt and a place of turmoil and trying to understand and make sense of, Lord, why is this happening to me? Lord, oh, why is this better yet? Why is this happening for me? And I want to speak to you today. I want to speak to those people who have that kind of heart. Amen. And I believe that the Safe House Church is so um, uniquely positioned to be, amen. And that's who we are, amen. We love on people. I know everybody doesn't do right by us. There's some who've come and take our money and went on. There's others who've done things and there's things who people have said things and there are people who put stuff out there and all that. But nonetheless, God is still good and we still have an open heart towards his people. You know, he never said that this road would be easy, but he told us that what that he would what he would lead us and guide us into all truth and understanding. Amen. There's some who even come to despitefully use you. And he told us that even in them being using you, that what we are to be gracious, amen, and we are to go forth. For God is not marked. Whatever a man soweth, that shall what he also reap. So if we continue to sow good seed and we continue to sow in good ground in due season, that Bible said, well, we will reap if we faint not. But 
Now, I don't want to get in there. I'm getting too, I'm getting all into what I want to say already in today. Would you be so kind with me today? I will say on today, I am using the um, Christian Standard Bible. I think, um, no, it doesn't take away from the King James Version. The King James Version is the King James Version. It's the standard that we typically use. But for some of these things that we want to talk about, I think it brings out a little bit clearer into them. Um, and I'm using the Christian Standard Bible. Y'all always know that we use the um, blueletterbible.org, and they got so many different types of um, Bibles that you can use there. And as I was reading this, and I, the points that I want to bring forth today, the points I want to make clear to you today, um, I think it would be better if we just use the Christian Standard Bible on this. But please, by all means, use your King James Version. So if you would be so kind with me, if you would turn with me to the um, we got a couple of scriptures today. I got three different books I want you to go with me on today. Um, we want to go to Jeremiah, Jeremiah 17 chapter, verses 9 through 10. Then you can put a thumb in that. And then you want to go to Matthew 12, 34 through 37. And then you can put a thumb in that. Then the one you can find the easiest, Genesis, the first book in the Bible, 37, and we're going to go verses 6 through 11. I'll give you some time for that. So let me help you out. Genesis, first book in the Bible. Matthew, the first book of the New Testament. So right now, you should be able to have your book, your Bible split halfway. You got one, you got the other. And Jeremiah is about midway of the New Testament. As I give you a second to get that, because I would rather you read and follow with me or be able to take notes. Amen. It's very important that you write these things down because maybe you don't get everything the first time I say it. Maybe you don't understand it right then. Maybe this is something that you take during your personal time when you're doing your morning devotion or you're doing your devotion to go back and read and say, God, what were you really saying to me? You know, I often tell you all when I teach, you know, from teaching, we teach from three different points of view, um, three points of view, basically in the framework we use that the framework that God has given me is that we have, we have content. The content is what? The Bible, um, the infallible word of God. We believe that these 66 books were canonized and God had allowed them to be canonized for you and I to have them on record. And then the second piece of this is context. And the context is often what I provide and some of the things that I try to do to you to tell you the context, the language, the culture, what was going on, why it was said. And then the last piece of this is the revelation. And we believe that what the revelation comes through the Holy Ghost. Amen. This is why it's essential that you have the Holy Ghost. I know some would say you don't need the Holy Ghost to be saved. I would beg to differ because I don't know what else knows its way back home. I don't know how you get kept. I don't know how you stay, you know, a good conscience. There are a lot of good conscious people and there are a lot of good people in the world. But what would you do past your conscience? Amen. What do you do when you lose that willpower? The Holy Ghost is there as a keeper. And the Bible said that I would send the comforter that he would come. And I'm so grateful to have that comforter a part of what we do. All right. So I'm giving you a little time there. And let's go to what thus said the Lord. All right. So we'll change here over to, give me a second here. Let's change over to the Bible here as we read on today. All right. So I want to start today. We want to start in, uh, I want to start in, in Jeremiah, Jeremiah. All right, so we start Jeremiah nine through. I think I think I had nine through um, ten on that. Okay, yeah, nine through ten. Jeremiah. Here we go. The heart is more deceitful than anything else, and incurable. Who can understand it? The heart is more deceitful than anything else. And incurable. Who can understand it? 
I, the Lord, examine the mind and I test the heart to give to each according to his way, according to what his actions deserve. What is he saying here? He's saying that I reward you according to your heart. I, the Lord, examine the mind. I test the heart. God test the heart. What's in it? Remember, test, reveal what's in it. To give to each. Why is he testing it? So I know what's in it. So now that I what? Re reward you accordingly to that action. Now let's flip over to Matthew. We're going to go to Matthew, the um, 12th chapter, verse 34. Matthew 34 through 37. And it says this. Brood of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil? For the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. A good person produces good things from the store storeroom of good. And an evil person produces evil things from the storeroom of evil. I tell you that on that day of judgment, people who will have to account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be acquitted. And by your words, you will be condemned. So what is he saying here? Clearly that if you're evil, nothing can come out of you but evil. But if you're good, nothing flows out of you but good. I think the Bible says it better said, can bitter waters and sweet waters flow out of the same fountain? You know, it says it like this. Can light and darkness exist in the same places? Either have one or the other. The Bible also says, well, if you are lukewarm, then I will spew you out of my mouth. This is what he's saying. Let's go on to our next verse here. Last one, chapter 37. We want to start at verse number six. And it says this. He said to them, now them here is Joseph. Joseph is speaking to his brothers. We know Joseph, our friend. Many of you know this story well. But watch this. I want to bring out some new caveats in this today for you. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. There we were binding sheaves of grain in the field. And suddenly my sheep stood up and your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf. After you really going to reign over us, his brothers asked him, are you really going to rule us? So they hated him even more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream and told it to his brothers. Look, he said, I had another dream and the time, the sun, the moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. He told his fathers and his brothers and his father rebuked him. What kind of dream is this that you have had? He said, and I am your mother and your brothers really going to come and bow down to the, down to the ground before you. His brothers were jealous of him. But his father kept the matter in mind. For his father kept the matter in mind. 
want to speak from you on the subject today of their heart is not your heart. Their heart is not your heart. Can we pray? Oh, Lord, and the Father, Lord, we come to you this morning. Lord, what do you want to say? We thank you. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, Lord, to present your word to your people. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this word that you've given me, oh God. Let me articulate it in the way that it would need to be articulated. Lord, let me speak, Lord Jesus, Lord, with unction and anointing and power. Let me speak with the authority, Lord, that you've given me, oh God. That this be written upon the tables of their heart. That they understand what I said. Lord, that my words are not mis be misconstrued or be spent to be something different other than what they've been meant to be. Lord, I ask that you help us on today. Lord, forgive us, Lord, for all our sins, those known or unknown to us, oh God. Help us to go forward, Lord Jesus, to be who you would call us to be, to do what you would call us to do, to say what you would call us to say, to live how you call us to live, Lord, and most importantly, Lord, to pray how you have us to pray. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we love you, and we give your name all the honor and all the praise, the glory and the power, Lord, for it's yours and yours alone, for we dare not touch it. For we know this one thing, and we know this to be true, that we walk by faith, and not by sight. Their heart is not your heart. Here this morning, I went and I read several scriptures to you, and I wanted to read those scriptures to lay down the foundation of what the Bible talks about in their heart. The Bible is clear to us, and it tells us really clearly that, that if you have a heart of evil, that nothing but evil can come out of you. The Bible says, out of the heart, um, the mouth speaks. That's what it says in the King James Version as we read the CSB version of that today. And we find that when you hear people talking evil, when you hear people speaking um, nastiness and ungodliness, then you ought to be a clear indicator to you that they are full of nastiness and ungodliness. See, the Bible is very clear to us and he tells us and he warns us oftentimes of these kinds of people that are around us, that these people are all, all around us as we go forward on each and every day, that we're doing his will and we're doing his way. As we go and we walk by faith and not by sight, that we are a place and a people of good heart. That the Bible tells us that when we accept Christ, that we take on Christ's nature. And when we take on his nature, what we take on is the heart of Christ. And the heart of Christ is loving. And the heart of Christ is merciful and is kind and is gracious towards each other. I find oftentimes that we as believers, that sometimes people take this as a, ch a chance because we are believers that they think they should take advantage of us. They should walk over us. They should do anything they want to us. That some people see the church as a Santa Claus, that when they find themselves in trouble, this is when they come to the church and they ask of the church's resources and they ask the church to do things for them, yet they found themselves and they don't even put in. They don't ever come and they don't ever worship and they don't ever put in and they don't ever sow seed into what God is doing here, but they always are takers. Amen. We know that we live in a life that now we have plenty of people who are givers and who are takers. And I'm telling you today that I believe God is asking us to be careful to watch our heart because so many of us, we find ourselves in a time and trouble that we want to help everybody. But when it comes time for somebody to help us, then we look to our left and we look to our right. And what we found is that we have surrounded ourselves with a group of takers and a group of people who have evil hearts. Amen. I find so many times that we brothers and sisters sometimes that God is sending us warning to tell us that we must be careful of those around us, that there's others out there who won't 
to have what you have. They desire to have what you have. They want to do what you that you do, but yet they do not put in forth the resource, nor do they put in the time, nor do they put in the effort, nor do they put in the, any of the discipline that is required to have what you have. No, they don't pray like you pray. No, they won't give like you give. They won't chase after God like you chase after God. Yet they desire to be where you want, where you are. Oh, come on, somebody. See here, God is reminding us that their heart is not your heart because you you have a heart that you'll give the shirt off your back many times that you help and you see people who are downtrodden. You see them going through things. You see them in circumstances and situations and you're wondering to yourself, Lord, what can I do to rectify this? Lord, even though sometimes they find themselves in places that they've made these choices themselves, that many times that a lot of the things that we find ourselves in the choices that we have made and situations we got ourselves in because we declare not to have accountability, amen, that we know that God has called us to be accountable, amen, those things that we run into that we didn't do, amen, that he has his supernatural power for, he has his supernatural authority for, but the things that we've made and choices that we made, the Bible said that we will reap if we sow, amen, and those things that we sow, then we are bountiful to, to reap, but unless we earn his grace, unless, well, we don't earn his grace, unless we have his grace and his grace upon us, amen, grace is something that's not earn, but you learn and you walk in grace and that you understand the levels of grace that, you know, I don't get everything that I should have gotten, that God sometimes protects me and he keeps me from things and situations that I should have gotten into and things that I should have done and things that should have come my way, calamity and situations and circumstances, but because of his grace and his mercy upon us that he's kept us from those things. Amen. And one of the things that we find here that in our story of Joseph, that we find that Joseph here, Joseph is a joyful person. Amen. But Joseph already had to stack the deck stacked against him in the beginning. Joseph being what one of the last of 11 children, there was 11 children. I think Joseph was number 10. So he was one, one of his child, his father's old age. And therefore his father, the Bible said that his father did favor him and he favored him by what? Giving him a coat. And I like to think that that coat was represented many nations and that coat represented many different things. But what that coat signified to his brothers was that God's favor was on his life. And I'm telling you right now that people see you. I know you think about it and you look at yourself and you say, well, I'm not, I don't have the newest of car. I don't have the newest of home. I don't have the finest of clothes and I don't have this and I don't have that. And we often look at the Instagram and the Facebook and the Twitter and we comparing ourselves and seeing all the other things the others have. And we wonder and ourselves say, well, the Bible said that Joseph's brothers were jealous of him. And I look back and you look back and you look at yourselves and you look at your life and say, what is it that I have for others to be jealous about? What is it that is in my life that others would want and desire? You know, we look at ourselves and we look in the mirror and I see these gray hairs on my face and I see this and I see my body sometimes breaking down and I'm having this situation. I'm having that. And why? Because it's you and this is where you are. You see that maybe you had to deal with this, this morning, this has happened to you and that has happened to your family. And you're dealing with these things that you're dealing with, but somebody else is looking at your life and they desiring what you have. Somebody else is looking at your life and saying that if I had their situation, if I had their circumstance, if I was where they were, then I could be doing much better and I could be doing this and I could be doing that. And what we find is that what they don't have a heart like yours. Amen. The Bible tells us here that what Joseph when he told his dream to his brothers, he didn't tell his dream to his brothers out of spite. He didn't tell his dream to his brothers out of 
wanted to be boastful and to show them that he was greater than them and that he was going to be this. But he told them out of a general concern, amen, that he wasn't sure what to do with it. He was telling them out of a youthful, um, a youthful joy, a youthful that, hey, this has happened to me and I want you to be excited for me. I want you to tell you this because I want you to be, you know, so happy for me because what, maybe my time is coming. And what the little that they don't know is that what Joseph's dream is going to do is that Joseph's dream that God is giving him is going to save him. See, when you have favor on your life, when God is giving you access and when God has done things for you, it's nothing that you've done, but God has chosen you. And ain't nothing that you can do that God has chosen you, but to walk in and do God justice by walking out the walk that he's giving you. But see what people don't understand that with favor comes some things and with favor comes what some turmoil. With favor comes some things that you have to go through and some situations that you have to endure. Some stuff that you're going to suffer. The Bible said if you suffer with me for a while that you shall reign with me. So what they don't understand is, yes, you have this, but you have to deal with this. Yes, you have to deal with that, but your body's breaking down. Yes, you have to deal with this, but you got this and you got that. There's always a balance to what God is giving. Amen. He just didn't give us all good, but he allows some of these things to come to balance us out. So just like you see that I have this, but you don't know that I deal with this. Just because you see I have that, you don't know I deal with that. And what we find is as Joseph told his dream and his joke for Azubius, that was, there was a coming to come into Joseph. There were some things that Joseph came. Joseph endured being in the being thrown away, that Joseph endured being in a pit, that Joseph endured being slavery, that Joseph endured being chastised, that Joseph endured being a servant to to the um, to, to Potiphar, and that Joseph went to prison, and for a while that Joseph's gifts was hidden, and he was gone, and he was under, but what they didn't know is that Joseph had a heart of gold. They, what they didn't know is the heart of Joseph, that Joseph wanted to do things what just to serve God's people, that Joseph wanted this to be boastful for himself, but Joseph was in this why? Because he wanted to see somebody else reach their level. That Joseph wanted to be in this because he wanted to help somebody else reach their full potential. That Joseph was in this for the right reasons. That their heart is not your heart. See, we have to be careful today that when we tell people our dreams and we tell people our aspirations and things that we want to do and things that we desire to do, that we tell them we're out of sometimes out of our exuberance, out of our joyful exuberance. And what we find that this sometimes, brothers and sisters, this gets you in trouble. Amen. So number one, I wanted to share with you today is we got to be careful of our emotional stability that now they've gotten a fancy term for emotional stability. We call it... um. And of course, now it would lead me as we would call it. They call it your, your, your emotional IQ, amen, your EQ, your emotional intelligence, amen. And then we must be careful and know that of our emotional intelligence that sometimes when things come to us, sometimes God just wants to tell us. Oh, I have to learn that. I've learned that lesson and I continue to learn that lesson over and over. Sometimes when God opens up a door and blesses you, see, we as believers, that we used to live in our life out loud. I know me personally, I live my life out loud because I want people to see the goodness of God. I know that I am a living and, and breathing example of God's grace and mercy. No, Peter has not dotted every eye. Peter done some stupid stuff in his life, but I'm still here to be able to tell you about it. That God has opened some tremendous doors. There was sometimes Peter said some things that probably should have gotten him fired, but God has opened up, opened up a door. There were some things that Peter done sometimes that should have got him probably locked up, but God showed him away. And all I was trying to do is sometimes, you know, is share this. But then what I find sometimes when you share, you overshare what it is that people build resentment against you. 
and you didn't have any intention of that. All you wanted to do was what? Share your heart because out of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You want to share the wisdom and the goodness of God and the mercy of God and the grace of God and the doors that he's opened and you want to let somebody else know that what? He can do it for you too. But what I'm finding and what I'm telling you today is that you have to be careful about that. Everybody's not emotionally stable. The stability of their emotions are not able to handle some of the things that God is going to do for you. Some of the things that God is opening up for you. Some of the doors that God is opening. Amen. So what you're going to find is what? You don't share things just not to be liked. Oh, come on, somebody. I know I'm touching on some issues this morning. That what? We don't share everything to, to be liked. Amen. But some of these things that God is teaching us now that we learn it through Joseph that you have to keep to yourself. Why? Because men's heart are deceitful. There are some deceitful hearts out here. It's not everybody, but there are some deceitful hearts. And what these hearts want to do is what they want to take what you thought for good and what you try to help somebody and how you are trying to take somebody over and then they'll take you to the cleaners. And you know, if I can tell you how many times I've loaned people money and they just went and they just did whatever and it came my time to come ask for it. All of a sudden, they ain't never got any of this. So you got to be careful about this. Mm-hmm. Am I talking good this morning? Am I helping somebody this morning? Amen. I see some amens coming across. We must be helping somebody today. So in our emotional stability, we must be what careful of how we speak to things. Sometimes you ask God, God, give you something like, Lord, is this for public consumption or is this just for me? I know there was a song that used to say that, you know, God has been so good that I just couldn't keep it to myself. And sometimes I understand that. But God is showing me as, as I've gotten older and I've gotten wiser, there's some things that God only wants for you. I wonder how different is Joseph's dream as Joseph's journey if he kept his mouth shut. Now, Joseph, again, he didn't do this because he wanted to, to show them or something. But Joseph was just happy. He was excited. And not even knowing that this was what going to lead to them. Because what, remember the Bible said they were already jealous towards him because Joseph had a coat of many colors. I believe that coat of many colors for us represents God's um, favor on our life. Some of you guys just favored you. Some of you, you're just smart in business. You seem like no matter what you do, your businesses always do well. God is favoring you in that. But see, then the other people don't know the other side of that. They don't know how much time you put in there. They don't know how much effort you put in there. They don't know the work that you've done. Because God said, whatever you put your hand to, that way he will prosper it to grow. Some of you are, are just, you know, great at your job and God just opened up doors. Some of you can just teach. Oh, my, I know I got a room full of teachers. Some of you just, you got to give. I call it. I used to tell my teachers all the time to say, I can't explain it. I don't know it, but I know it when I see it. And some of you have it. I call it the it factor. I can't explain it, but I know it when I see it. Do you see what I'm saying? That's that teaching part of you, right? Some of you, you don't have to. You, God gives you things. You look at the words and you look at the stuff on the page and you're able to explain science and things that are really hard and really complex to some people in ways that they can get them. And others just look at you at all. And these are things what you take for granted. Why? Because we do them joyfully. Mm-hmm. Right? We do them without, what, recourse, right? Because they just come to us. It's natural for me to be help people. I fix people's cars. I've done all kinds of stuff. Why? Because it's joy for me. 
It's joy to be speaking to you right now. We don't get paid for this. Our church knows this. This is a joy for me. Why? Because I'm doing God's will. And the Bible said what? Delight yourself in the way of the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Not meaning that he's going to give you a bunch of stuff, but I found myself delight myself in God's way by helping his people and doing this. What did God do? He just says all this other stuff. The Bible says that what your blessings would take you down and run you over. This is how you get blessed. This is how you go forward, right? You don't have to chase that stuff. Just do good. This is why I believe God is taking care of every one of our teachers. I know our school teachers don't make a ton of money. Been there. I get it. But look how God has opened up doors for you. He's always made sure. He said, you've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor that seed begging for bread. You are well taken care of. God sends people out the blue to do things for you sometimes. People call you and they do stuff. And just, it seems like everything just seems to work out. That's God's grace and mercy on your life. And people are jealous of that because they don't have it. But they don't want to go and do what you do. They don't be in 6 a.m. prayer. Oh, come on, somebody. See, they, see it, there, there's a price that's paid for this. See, God knew Joseph's heart. And he knew no matter what Joseph went through, whatever the trials, the evidence was going to be produced that when he tested him, that what Joseph was going to be at the end of the day, despite what they did to him, that he was going to have that heart to say, no matter what my brothers did to me or no matter what my family did to me, no matter how they had thrown me out and forgot about me and all this kind of stuff, because you got to remember, for almost 38 years, remember, it was 38 years, I believe it was, before Joseph ascended to the Pharaoh's throne, that they lived with what? That they had thrown him out to the wolves to be killed. They knew they, slowed, they sold their brother into slavery, and they, look, watch this, they lived with the secret in their hearts for 30-some years. Didn't tell their dad, for 30-some years. Had their dad thinking that his boy was killed. I'm a parent. I don't even want to imagine what that pain would feel like. And for 38 years, they he believed that. And you will tell me that their hearts were not deceitful? For 38 years, they lived knowing that they sold their brother into slavery and did not tell their dad. Think about that for a moment. Out of the, what? Jealousy. Watch this. So the second thing I believe God has given us here. So you know what? You got to watch your emotional stability. Don't get so excited that you tell everything. Oh, man, I got some stories for days I could tell you all about this with me. You know, that something that great happened. And I wanted everybody to celebrate with me. But I found out really quickly that everybody's heart was not my heart. Because, see, I thought... I can leave my heart with me. See, I thought I could leave my heart with them because I thought they would like me. But what I found out was they would not like me. Their heart was not my heart. Because, see, my heart was that I would share this with you. And if I ever needed it, I believe that you would share it with me. But what I quickly found was that what I shared with them is what I shared with them. And they wouldn't share back with me. <laughs> Come on, some of y'all been there. Am I helping somebody today? Am I helping somebody today? So I'm not saying, no, you don't ever share. No, no, no. But there's a certain one, a certain type, a certain group that God allows you to share with. Because you got to what? 
You gotta protect yourself. So watch this. All right. So number two here, authenticity. We live in a day now where everything's fake. You got fake. They got fake butts. They got fake breasts. They got fake eyelashes. Even the guys. Y'all see my receipt in the hairline? In my barber shop, if I wanted to, I can come back with a full head of hair tomorrow. I can have the waves. All my beard will be black. I can look like a completely different person. This is the time we live in. We have men acting like women. Women acting like men. Nobody's real. But those who are authentic. See, one thing about authenticity, it stands the test of time. Because in time, if I go in there and get a, a man weave, that's what they call it. If I go in there and I get a man weave to, to fix my little baldness spot right here that's been going for years, my hairline, y'all see, yeah, it's bad, ain't it? Look, I know. Pass my head and let it go. But as my, my hair continues to recede back here, what happens is, over time, that man weave, it grows out. That man weave has to be, <laughs> it has to be manicured. It has to be kept up. It has to be worked on. Things have to be done to it. And you know what? As time and time come on, more and more of this gray, this black here is turning gray. And what? We can fix it, but it takes work. And what I'm doing is I'm presenting to you something that you want to see, not my authenticity. And what happens is, brothers and sisters, some of us are being fooled by other people's lack of authenticity. Because, see, we the best people of God, we're authentic because we know anything else to be different than that is a lie. Now, I know some of you have your weeds and all this kind of stuff. I'm not here. I'm just using that as an example. But I'm talking about the authenticity of your heart. That we appear to be one way. We appear that we want to help people. We appear that we want to help the homeless. We appear that we want to help you do what you want to do. But yet, we have what? A alternative interior motive to do something different. That I want to do this to get on your good side so that if I can get closer to this one. Or I want to do this so I can do that. And they call it, at the end of the day, they call it politics. But those of us who serve God, how many of you know that Joseph didn't win no political race? Joseph was in prison and he just told the man, remember me and what God do. The Bible said God brought Joseph back to his remembrance and he told Pharaoh about him. He didn't play any favorites. He didn't play any politics. Because, see, if you do that, just like you got there, you got to remember you also can fall by that same line of thought. So we have to be authentic in what we do. I did what I did because I wanted to do it, and I believed it was the right thing to do, not because I was doing this to get a favor from you later. These are the people of God we're talking about. But we're talking about today that their heart is not your heart. People are not authentic. Trying. People are not real anymore. You know, this thing said, you know, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. They ain't keeping it 100. Maybe keeping it 75%. So we got to be careful that what the Bible said, try things. So, how, Pastor, how do we find when it's authenticity? The Bible said that you try the spirit. Remember, you test it. Remember what the test do. If it's real, the uh, what the evidence of it up be there. So what I'm saying is, even in your emotional stability, now you gotta what? You gotta be patient. Can I say this to this person? 
and it get not get back. Can I tell this to somebody else? I'm going to come back. Would I if I if I share this dream with them? Would I not find them trying to do the very thing that I shared with them? This is the kind of day we live in. You tell them, well, this is my business idea. And they think, you know, they starting this business idea themselves on the side. And they took it for themselves. Authenticity. Their heart is not your heart. Because, see, this is what it is at the end of the day. Even though they can steal your idea. They can steal what it is that you thought you was going to do. Or they can take that dream and make your dream their dream. And go forward and do this and do that. At the end of the day, watch this. They cannot do what you do. Number one, because they're not anointed to do it. Number two, because they don't have the heart to do it. So be not weary. I want to encourage you today. Don't be weary of that. Know that at the end of the day, you have the heart to do this work. And because you got the heart to do this work, you're going to outlast them. When it's all said and done, you're still going to be there. You didn't do it for the money. You didn't do it for the fame because you did it because it was the right thing to do. And if you did it because it was the right thing to do, God is going to see you through. He's going to keep you. He's going to protect you. And he's going to make sure that you don't fall. If I can tell you all the time that I did something for the right thing to do, which was tough. And I was like, you know what? And even when I didn't know how to do it, God did not let me fall. So I want to speak directly to somebody this morning. There's something that God is asking you to do. And you're telling yourself, hey, look, I don't know how to do it, but I know it's the right thing for me to do. I'm here to tell you today, and I speak to you prophetically, is that, what you're not going to fail. He's asking you to do it because he's going to give you the understanding. He's going to put the right people in your place to help you to get it done. And then once you get it done, you're going to give him the glory. And what he picked you because you got the right heart. What did God say about David? He said David is what? Even all the stuff David did, David was what? Uh, David murdered people. David was a homemonger. David did all this stuff. But the Bible said that well, even at the end of the day, that David was a man after God's own what? Heart. So I'm here to tell you today, yes, you are not perfect. You haven't dotted every I. You haven't crossed every T. You've done some things. You said some things you shouldn't have said. You've done some things you shouldn't have done. You've been some places you shouldn't have been. You was with some people you shouldn't have been with. But I'm here to tell you today that God has not forgotten you. He knows you and he knows your heart because your heart is not their heart. And that's the difference. The Bible says it like this. It says, it's the anointing that destroys the yoke and set the captive free. The Bible told us this morning that nothing good can come out of an evil heart. But it's your heart that God sees. It's your heart that he's using. It's your heart that's going to take you to the next level. It's that passion that you have for his people. It's that passion of Christ that lives inside of you that what it propels you to go on when you're ready to quit, when everybody else is done, when everybody wants to walk away. You know how many times I wanted to walk away from this? I'm like, Lord, this ministry, it just seems like it's not working. It's not going. But I can't because I know God's heart is in this. And where his heart is, there he is. And where his spirit is, there's liberty and there's joy and there's peace and there's love and there's understanding. So I want you, don't be weary, my brother. So he said, Please you not weary in well-doing, for you shall reap if you think not. Bible says it like this. He said, he says, be not weary in well-doing. 
Be not weary in well-doing. He said that, that, you know, you should run and not be weary, and you should walk and never faint. He'll mount up as what? Wings of an eagle, as he says in Isaiah. So authenticity is critical. And you continue to be authentic, but you can't share it with everybody. So what are you saying, Pastor? Point number three that I believe God has given me to share with you on today is this. You got to protect your heart. See, our heart that's in our physical body, we know it is a muscle. Without our heart, our body ceases to work. This heart is very critical because what it does, it pumps the lifeline. Watch this. The lifeline. We know that life is what? In the blood. This is why Jesus shed his blood on Calvary for you and I because the life is what? In the blood. Without the blood, the life ceases to exist. The blood is what? It's circulated throughout the body. But the blood is circulated throughout the body with what? It's the heart that does that work. And that heart does what? It pumps the blood throughout the body. It moves throughout the body. It helps us to function. It keeps a rhythm to the body. And the heart is so vitally important. What has happened is what? God has put a, a protection around the heart. He's given us ribs, and, and those ribs protect the heart. And on top of those ribs are, are muscle and tissue and sinew and all these things that are there to what? To protect our heart. Now, if God does all of this and he's built your body to protect your heart in the natural sense, what are you doing to protect your heart in the spiritual sense? Because it's so easy for people like us, for our hearts to be attacked. It's so easy for people like us, for our hearts to be taken up. Why? Because we open up our whole chest and say, here am I. I just want you to love me like I love you. I just want you to be there for me like I will be there for you. I just want you to, to go with me like I would go with you. I just want to know that what, I have a brother or sister to lean on. I just want to know that I have community here that if this goes around for me, that I know you're going to be there to help me and they're going to pat me on the back and it's going to nurse me back up and help me get back on my feet. And you're not going to be jealous of me, but you're going to lift me up to where God has called me to go and you're going to help me. And even if I fall, that you're going to protect my fall, that you're going to be a brother or sister of God and you're going to cover me and you're going to heal. And the Bible said that you restore such a one. And then when the time comes that I'm going to be restored to my rightful place and we're going to go on and know that what we are. All have fallen short of the glory of God. I want to protect your heart. Why you got to protect your heart? Because if you're humble, protect your heart. You can so easily turn from a heart of good to a heart of evil. Why is the heart of evil? Why? Because over time, we become disgruntled. It can happen to the best of us. It's like, oh, she used to be so nice, but why is she so mean? Because over time, she allowed things to happen. Goodness and being and giving and giving and giving of yourself. And you know what? And find yourself in a community of people that continue to give, 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 and nobody makes any deposits. Therefore, now things are what? Negative. If you over withdraw your account, you are what? In the negative. And now that you're in the negative, then what? That means somebody has to over, watch this, to get a account out of the negative means you have to what? Over deposit. Do you see what I'm saying? To bring the account over the, out of the negative, I have to over deposit. If the account is negative $5, I can't just put $5 in there. 
Because all $5 did is bring it back to baseline. There's still nothing what to give. So now if I give out that account again, or if I take out that account again, then what? Now that account what? It's again in the negative. So when you see people who walk around in the negative, they just overgive. And we got to be careful of that, brothers and sisters, that we don't overgive. Because then we'll start to see ourselves to be resentful. And this is why it's important. Watch this. It's important that we come to church and that we, we, we go to Bible class and all this. Because what God does is God over deposits for us in some areas. Right? So let's say, for instance, if, if God is placed on my heart to say, look, I need to help such and such. Or I need to do such and such. Or I know we're going to do this and, and nothing's going to come out of it because they can't help us. Because, see, you really find out what your heart is is when you help people you know can't help you. When I'm doing something for somebody I know can't do nothing for me. That's when the goodness of God is shown. Because what it's going to cost is what? I'm going to give and it's going to put my account in the negative. But watch this. But God, when he deposits, he over deposits. And this is why it's important. Because sometimes when we get, we, get, we get in this place and we feel like we've given, we've given, we've given. And like, okay, God, but nobody else is giving back to me. And this is where he said, I will, I will restore your soul. Remember, the Bible talks about that. It's a place that he restores your soul. This is why the body of Christ is so critical and so important that what, we lean on each other. What We have to find the right circles to be in. I'll give you a case in point that's going right now, and I'll get out of here because my time is gone. I went last year. I went to the NBA game. Y'all know I'm a big fan of the NBA. Well, my Hornets, and we're terrible. We're just terrible. I ain't nothing else I can say about it. But anyway, I went to go see my beloved Charlotte Hornets, and I went to go see the basketball player John Morant. And a friend of mine um, invited me to go and went. Man, we had courtside seats. God just blessed. Was able to see him up close and personal. And he is a tremendous athlete. Um, you know, he do things that I've only seen a handful of people do, and in some cases, none. All this talent and all these things that he can do. But if you notice here lately, he's not been he's been in the news a lot. And he's not been in the news because he's been, you know, when a bunch of games his team is playing well, they're doing all this stuff. But he's been in the news because he's been making some really poor choices. In the sense that even I think the latest is that he has been seen brandishing a firearm. Now we're talking about an athlete who's worth about twenty five to thirty million dollars. If you equate people's worth according to dollars, um, he's now wanted to be the face of probably Nike, um, Powerade, all this thing. He has to come, the, the makings right now of being the next billion dollar athlete. Yet, he's about to throw it all away. You know, he has, you know, because he perceived to have the image, he definitely has the game to back it up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's one critical thing that he's doing that's going to be his detriment if he doesn't change and change fast. Is that he keeps poor company. Right now, I don't know the individuals personally, but it's very clear by what's coming out of his heart and what he's doing is that they cannot be about it for him. Someone of his stature, usually they have plenty of money. You see Floyd Mayweather and all these guys, they have guys that are bigger than Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal walking around with them. I seen Floyd one time. Actually, saw him at a basketball game. He's a little bitty guy, but he had a, a guy who was walking with him that was his security guard that was the size of Shaq. And I've seen Shaq, and he's a big guy. 
And he has all these security and this and that. And, you know, these things. So, you know, you one would wonder, it's like, well, all this money and stuff that he's worth, why, why is he walking around with a gun? Why is he paying security to do that? But it's the influence of the people that he's around that we believe is affecting his heart. Came from a good, for all as we know, he came from a good family, two-parent home, mother and father, wonderful people and all this stuff. Yet he wants to live like this. Yet he wants to make these poor choices that are going to be the detriment of him if he doesn't change. What are you saying, Pastor? Glad you asked. What I'm saying is, to protect your heart, you got to protect your circle. Some of you are in circles, but the people don't mean you no good. I know that's your homeboy. It's been your homeboy. Y'all been down since the first grade. I know that's your homegirl. She's been doing your hair for 20 years. I know that's, you know, your, your cousin from your mama, mama side, or that's your play, play cousin, or this and that. But I'm telling you, you have to take self-inventory today and protect your heart. The things that God has put in you, the places that God want to take you, the things he wants to do with you, unfortunately, all of them can't go. You don't have to treat them badly. You don't have to just throw them off to the side. No, but you have to watch what you say, how you move, and what you do around them. Because what? There are some people who are dream, dream risers and then they'll dream killers. There are those who are looking from afar. They're saying that, you know, I'm waiting for him to fail. I'm waiting for her to fall. You know what? They are not as good as you think they are. You just wait and see. Wait until this happen. Oh, yep, there it is. Are they doing exactly what I thought they would do? Up, oh, they going with it. And see, none of us are perfect. We all are subject to the fall. But do you have yourself in a group of people that if you fall, that they will protect you? If you fail and you did and you got into calamity or whatever, would they pray for you? Would they keep you? Would they hold you? Would they protect you? Would they love on you until you got yourself back up on your feet? See, these are the kind of critical questions that one must be asking themselves. Because what you find out is that their heart is not your heart. Their heart is full of wickedness. Their heart is full of evil. Their heart is full of devices. Their heart is full of what self-gain. And your heart is about kingdom. Your heart is about ministry. Your heart is about next level. Your heart is about, Lord, what, what I, do I need to do, Lord, you to go to the next level to be able to bless your people so that I can be more of a blessing to the kingdom? And what happens is we get hurt. And then we sometimes we blame the church. We call it church hurt. And we got all these kind of fancy names for it. When the truth of the matter is, is that I just got in the wrong group at the wrong time with the wrong people who did not want my good. They just wanted my good. Y'all hear me? They didn't want your good. They wanted your goods. And when you couldn't do nothing else for them, you were no good to them. See? Over the last year or two, God has shown me some things. I've learned some lessons the hard way. I'm sure that you've learned some lessons the hard way. But at the end of the day, it doesn't stop us from doing this work. This work is important. It's critical. And there are some good people out there. There are some wonderful people out there. There are some people who are looking for you to connect with. And God is looking to connect you. And then, you know, you are going to connect and you're going to take it to the next level. But just as many people who want to connect with you to go to the next level and do these wonderful things, there are also other people who want to connect with you and do exactly the opposite. And what God is saying today, protect your heart. Their heart is not your heart. So number one, watch your emotional stability. Just can't see, say in and everything. And I've learned this the hard way many, many times. More than I care to tell you all about. But you got to be careful about that. Make sure that number two, that you're around authentic people. That you know who they really are. 
that you know their character, you know they got it. I'm not saying that they're going to be perfect and they're going to dot every I and they're going to cross every T. Are they going to do it? No, but you know at the end of the day that when the chips are down, is this a circle who can help me or who's going to harm me? Is this a circle who's going to pick me up or lay me down? Is this a circle who's going to take me to the, help me take it to the next level? Or are they going to open up a door so that I can go to the next level with them? Or are they going to leave me behind? These are the questions that you must be asking yourself. At the end of the day, their heart is not your heart. Because God has put a heart in you. And that heart is what? Of the king. And they cannot, they cannot handle the heart. Nor can that heart be housed in them because their bodies are not of God. God loves you. This is why he tells us what? To keep this temple clean. To keep this temple what? Pure. So that what? He can use us as a vessel. That sometimes he's going to tell you to do things that you know you're going to do for people. You know they can't do for you. And that's all right. But then there are going to be others who are going to come. And they're going to take. And they're going to pull. And they're going to continue to take. And you'll find yourself continue to give, 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 give. And all they want is them, them, them. But never, no return. There's no reciprocity in the relationship. There's no reciprocity in what they do. This is the year of Rehoboth. And God is making room for you. And as he continues to make room for you, now he's telling you, let's examine our hearts. Are the people you with like heart? The Bible says that what, on the day of Pentecost, they were all in the same room and they were all on what? One accord. And by them all being on one accord, then what? God was able to come in and he was able to transform the room. You're wondering why you're not getting to the next level. You're wondering why this is not working, why this is not opening, why this is not changing. Check your heart and the heart of those that surround you. The Bible talks about this is a lonely walk. Why? Because you can't trust your heart to everybody. And I continuously have learned that over the years, and I'm still learning it. Can't trust your secrets with everybody. What did it do? Samson laid his head down in the loudest lap and told him his secrets. And she destroyed him. Where is the secret to all your power? Where if no razor I took as a kid, I took the Nazarene vow that no razor would be upon my head. So if you cut my hair, there will be the lies of my power. And the Bible goes on to say what? They shaved his head. And what? Samson got up to shake himself. And there was no power. Don't find yourself to get up to shake yourself. And you don't have any power because you gave it away. This is a warning for somebody. This is, this is confirmation for others. God's got you. But we gotta be, we gotta move a little bit more wiser in this season. God bless you all. I love you all. I hope this blessing has been a tremendous blessing to you on today. For God is good and He's worthy to be praised. Amen. Let us pray. Lord and the Father, Lord, we come to you this morning. Lord, we want to say we thank you. Lord, we thank you for this word that's come forth today. Lord, that their heart is not our heart, oh God. Lord, you, this heart that you've given us, oh God. Lord, you, that we assume, Lord, you, that many, Lord, you, that have the same heart, Lord, you, and the same mindset, Lord, you, but they don't, Lord, you. They have alternative motives and, and interior motives and things, Lord, you, that they want to do, Lord, you, to uproot and lift themselves, oh God. 
But Lord, you know all. Lord, you see all. Lord, you put us in the right circles. Put us in the right people. Lord, let us go, Lord Jesus, and uplift your name, Lord Jesus. Lord, and you said, Lord, seek ye first the kingdom of God and your righteousness, and all these things shall be added to us. Lord, and we thank you, Lord, and we love you, and we praise your name, and we give your name all the honor and all the praise, the glory, and the power, Lord, for it's yours and yours alone. We dare not touch that glory, but we honor you, for we know this one thing, Lord, and we know this to be true, that we walk by faith and not by sight. Bless the tithes and offering that come into the storehouse on today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you all. I love you all. I've enjoyed this tremendous time that I've gotten the opportunity to serve with you on this morning. And I ask today is the first of the month. If God has blessed you, that you would be a blessing in tithe and in offering. Amen. Here at the Safe House Church, that our ministry is supported by the tithe and the offering of the believers here. Amen. Everything that's in the Safe House Church goes directly to the Safe House Church, to the building of this body. This is to paying for our equipment and our airtime and cameras and our websites and all those various things that we have here. Amen. And also to our, our fund that we save, that we um, Belevenance Fund. Amen. We do give and we support others as God um, gives us the um, unction to do so. Amen. And we also do outreach. You all know we got a, we're going to have a spring outreach coming up soon. Amen. We're going to plan that soon. So we do a lot of different things here, and all that goes to that, um, to be able to fund and support that. So I ask that you give your tithe and offering here at this time. Here at the Safe House Church, we here at the Safe House Church we um, do our offering by tithe and offering by way of the cash out. Cash out, um, you can do dollar sign Safe House Church GSO. Again, that's dollar sign Safe House GSO, or you can do PayPal. You can go paypal.me forward slash ministry 8. Again, it's paypal.me forward slash ministry 8. Or you can do a traditional mail. You can write a check or money order to Finding Fish Ministries, P.O. Box 862, Summerfield, North Carolina, 27358. Again, that's Finding Fish Ministries, P.O. Box 862, Summerfield, North Carolina, 27358. The Bible says it like this. It says, give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give unto your bosom. That is Luke 6, 3 and 38. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you all on this morning. I hope that this um, message has found you well. Um, those who listen on the uh, podcast or the um, way of YouTube, Facebook, wherever you watch this on this morning, we're just grateful. You could have been anywhere else, but you decided to be here with us, and we're grateful for that. I believe that something good is going to happen to you on this week, and God is going to continue to show his favor upon you, but learn to protect your heart because their heart is not your heart. God bless you all. Love you all. Remember, we have Bible study on Monday. I'm not Monday, but on Wednesday nights. Amen. And the women of the well, I think, are meeting this week on Monday night. So please correct me if I'm not wrong. Amen. Um, that The women of the well be meeting on Monday night at 7 o'clock. Um, so govern yourselves according to that. And we will be with our continue with our prayer Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. to 6.30. Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6.30 um, p.m. I mean, a.m. That's Easter Standard Time. Amen. As I circle and prayer continues to grow. God bless you all. Love you all. Spend time with your family. Spend, get to enjoy this beautiful day. Seems like the sun is shining outside. I'm assuming that the weather is great out there. God bless you all. I love you all. You all take care. Continue to pray my strength in the Lord. God bless you. Bye-bye.